This is session number three on Ephesians 4, 11 to 14. And I'm going to pose a question and then answer it in a kind of unusual way by going all over the New Testament. But I couldn't move on from verse 1 until I posed this question. It says, He, the risen Christ, gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors or shepherds and teachers for the equipping of the saints uh, to do the work of the ministry. And the question is, this gave, is that something he did once, meaning he gave each of these roles, these are one, in that he simply established them as roles that ought to exist from generation to generation, or does it mean he goes on giving them to the church? Like, in this generation, from church to church, Christ himself, as the Lord of every local church, gives them the shepherds, the teachers, the evangelists that they need, or whatever they need. You see the question? Is this gave, like gave the principle, gave the idea, gave the roles by appointment, or does he actually give people to the church? It's another way of saying, is there a call to the ministry? Or do you enter the ministry some other way than this giving that the risen Christ does? Now, I'm going to answer this question by looking with you at one, two, three, four, five other passages which I think describe ways, the same event, but different words used to describe Christ himself giving people to the church or to the ministry. So here's Acts 20. Speaking of elders, pay careful attention to yourselves and to the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you, etheta, put you as overseers. So he says to the elders at the church in Ephesus, the Holy Spirit put you there as overseers. You didn't put yourself there. You may have desired it, volunteered for it, been chosen for it, but he put you there. Or Matthew 9, 37, Jesus said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest that he might send out laborers, ekbalo, throw out, throw out. <laughs> like a baseball thrown out into the mission field. Whatever this is, he does it. So when we pray, we're asking him to actually cause people to experience this. Here's Romans 10, 13 to 15. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how will they believe in him whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear 
without someone preaching, and how are they to preach unless they are sent? Sent. As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach good news. So, missionaries or evangelists or preachers are sent. They don't just volunteer. There is a sense, I am sent. Can you say, as a minister, I am sent? Here's another one. Luke 12, 41. Peter said, Lord, are you telling this parable for us or for all? And the Lord said, Who then is the faithful and wise manager whom his master will set over his household to give them their portion of food at the proper time? This is a picture of ministers being put over Christ's household while he is absent. And you have another word, set, appoint. So Christ appoints household managers in his church today. Colossians 4, say to Archippus, see that you fulfill the ministry that you have received from the Lord. So, I come back here and I say, okay, he had received his ministry from the Lord because the Lord gave Archippus to the church. So my answer is, Yes, he did give, past tense, the principle of apostles and prophets as foundational and unrepeatable in that foundational sense. And he did give evangelists and shepherds and teachers in principle. They should be part of the church's life for the duration. But I'm saying this giving here is a living, active care of the risen Christ for his church, not just a principal idea that he introduced. So, what then is that experience? If you enter the ministry that way, what is it? And here, I'm not going to take the time to put a text with each of these words, but I'm just going to point you to what I think, and you test it then by your own effort to read the scriptures I'm saying there is such a thing as a call of God, a call of the risen Christ, by which he sets people in the positions that he wants them to be. How is it experienced? How do I know I'm called, or put, or set, or appointed? And here's my answer. The call of God is the recurrent, in other words, it's not a flash in the pan, you go to an event and get all excited because you heard a great talk and you have a tremendous desire to be a missionary and it goes away the next day and never returns. That's not a call. It's recurrent. It comes back again and again and again. The call of God is the recurrent, Bible-saturated. You immerse yourself in the Bible so that God can transform your mind, prayer-soaked, crying out for guidance, as it says in Proverbs chapter 2. Church confirmed, you don't do this in isolation, your church recognizes your gifts, and they say, yes, we see those gifts. We bless that. We confirm that. We commission that. Finally, irresistible. In other words, all these things lead to a point where you can't walk away from this anymore. 
the desire is too strong. So, the call of God is the recurrent, Bible-saturated, prayer-soaked, church-confirmed, and finally irresistible desire to see Christ exalted and people saved and brought to maturity through the work you sense you're called to. You're called to this work if your desire for it is recurrent, Bible-saturated, prayer-soaked, church-confirmed, and finally irresistible. I think when it says that the risen Christ gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, and teachers means that those that are ongoing roles, he keeps on giving them very personally to congregations and to missions.